1: Today is May 5, 2021. Welcome to the Toramont First Quarter 2021 Results Conference Call. Please be advised that this call is being recorded. Your host for today will be Mr. Michael McMillan. Please go ahead, Mr. McMillan.
2: Thank you, Donna. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today to discuss the results of Toramont Industries Limited for the first quarter of 2021. Also on the call with me this morning is Scott Medhurst, President and Chief Executive Officer. As noted in the press release issued yesterday, we will be referring to a package posted on our website. We encourage listeners to download it and follow along. At this time, and as noted on slide two of our presentation, I would like to advise listeners that this presentation may contain forward-looking statements and information that are subject to certain risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that may lead to actual results or events differing materially from those expected. For a complete discussion of these factors, refer to our press release from yesterday, which is available on our website. As is our practice, we will focus on key highlights for the quarter. Scott will begin with a few general remarks, followed by comments on our overall results, after which I will provide some highlights on our divisional results and financial position. After our prepared remarks, we will be more than happy to answer questions.
3: Over to you, Scott. Thank you, Mike, and good morning, everyone. Before I begin, I would ask that you move to slide three of the package. Tormont's first quarter results reflect our unwavering commitment to meet our customer needs as we continue to navigate through a complex operating environment. The equipment group reported strong product deliveries, reflecting improved activity levels in the quarter. CIMCO revenues increased with good progress on its order backlog. Product support activity, particularly in the recreational markets, continues to reflect the impact of COVID restrictions. Operational efficiencies with continued focus on expense disciplines resulted in solid bottom-line growth. Turning now to our financial results highlighted on slide 4. The company recorded good results in the first quarter of 2021. While we have seen higher industry activity levels, we still operate with caution given the rapidly changing situation driven by COVID-19 variants. Backlogs were 912 million at quarter end, up 61% versus Q1 2020. In the equipment group, mining and construction represent approximately 39% and 35% of our backlog, respectively. SIMCO backlogs were 18% lower reflecting execution on the large industrial orders received in Canada in Q1 of 2020. On a consolidated basis, revenues increased 13%, reflecting increased activity in many areas and solid execution from our teams. Product support revenues increased 2%, while rental revenues were 11% lower compared to similar quarter last year. Operating income was 27% higher on the higher revenues, coupled with relatively unchanged expense levels. Net earnings increased 28% in a quarter versus a year ago, while earnings per share increased $0.13 to $0.58 per share. We continue to provide essential services and solutions to our clients while remaining diligently focused on safeguarding our employees and protecting our business for the future. We appreciate our entire team's incredible effort and ongoing commitment to adapt to changes in the business environment. Although we experienced improvement in market activity in the first quarter of 2021, a tone of caution still exists given the changing status of the pandemic and response. Our order backlog was healthy heading into 2021, and new order bookings in 2021 are supportive. The diversity of our geographic landscape and market served, extensive product support offerings and financial strength, together with our disciplined operating culture, continue to position us to build for the future. Mike, I'll turn it over to you for some detailed comments on the group results. Thanks, Scott. Let's put a bit more color on the operating results, starting with the equipment
2: group on slide 5. Revenues were up 11% in the quarter on improved equipment sales and product support growth, while rental revenue was weaker. Total new and used equipment sales were up 28% overall, or 34% and 12% respectively. Sales increased across all markets and regions. Construction markets up 32%, power systems up 20%, material handling up 10%, agricultural up 76%, and mining up 3%. Rental revenues were down 11% year-over-year. Light equipment rentals were down 7%, with lower activity in most regions, where heavy equipment rentals were up 8% across all regions. Relative to last year, Quebec activity also improved. Power rentals were lower, 13%. and Material handling rentals were down 5%. RPO revenues were down 48% on a smaller average fleet over the period. The RPO fleet was $38.6 million versus $62.1 million a year ago. Product support revenues grew 2% on higher parts, up 4%, and lower service revenues, lower by 3%. Activity within construction markets was up 6% with increases in most regions and both material handling and agricultural product support activities were higher. Mining activity was lower, with product support down 2%, while power systems decreased 7%, reflecting timing of larger rebuild projects. Gross profit margins decreased 10 basis points in the quarter. Equipment margins and product support margins were largely unchanged. Rental margins were 60 bips higher, reflecting benefits from fleet adjustments, including selective dispositions and acquisitions, as well as a stronger utilization over last year. Selling and administrative expenses in the quarter increased 1.5 million or 1 percent. The increase is mainly attributable to -to mark-to-market adjustments on deferred share units due to the higher share price. This was largely offset by continued cost containment disciplines in discretionary expenditures such as travel. Allowance for doubtful accounts increased 1.1 million on aging of accounts receivable. Operating income was up 27 percent, reflective of higher revenues. Bookings increased 103% in the quarter across all sectors. Mining bookings were 242 million in the quarter, reflecting several large orders. Backlogs of 736 million were 108% higher than this time last year across all sectors, approximately 80% of which are currently expected to be delivered this year, but subject to timing differences depending on vendor supply, customer activity, and delivery schedules. Let's turn now to Simcoe on slide six. Revenues were up 37% in the quarter, mainly due to strong package revenues on continued progress against industrial orders booked in 2020, slightly offset by weaker product support. Package revenues were up 105% with increases in both recreational and industrial markets. In Canada, package revenues were up 98%, reflecting industrial revenues, where in the U.S., package revenues increased 159% on a smaller base with higher revenues in both industrial and recreational markets. Product support revenues decreased 7% versus the first quarter last year on lower activity levels in both Canada and the U.S. Activity levels in 2021 are lower, reflecting continued site restrictions in most areas and reduced demand, particularly in recreational centers, which have been closed or severely restricted by the pandemic. The increased technician base and essential services designation continues to support our backlog and positions the business well for the eventual improvement of activity levels. Gross profit margins decreased 560 basis points in the quarter versus last year. The decrease in gross profit margin was due to lower package and product support margins combined with a less favorable sales mix of product support revenues to total revenues. Margin mainly reflect activity levels nature of projects in process and construction schedules which can be somewhat variable. Selling and administrative expenses were largely unchanged from the similar period last year and expenditure control measures on discretionary spend remain in effect. A lower allowance for doubtful accounts on good collections focus on resolving outstanding items, lower travel costs largely offset increased compensation expenses. Operating income improved to $400,000, largely reflecting higher package revenues, partially offset by lower gross margins. Bookings were $38 million in the quarter, down 66% versus last year, which included an exceptionally strong level of bookings due to several large industrial orders in Canada. Recreational bookings were 28% lower on reduced market activity. Bookings in Canada were down 69%, while overall bookings to the U.S. were lower by 20%. Backlogs of $176 million were 18% lower than the end of March last year, mainly related to the progress against industrial orders. We expect approximately 90% of this backlog to be realized as revenue in the year. However, again,
0: this is subject
2: to construction schedules and potential changes stemming from the COVID-19 pandemic. On slide 7, I'd like to touch on a few key financial highlights. Non cash working capital is substantially unchanged versus a year ago. Management of our working capital continues to be a focus as we position the company for the future. Accounts receivable aging receives continuous focus and is trending well with a DSO down eight days compared to Q1 of 2020. Inventory levels continue to be adjusted in light of market activity and are below prior year levels. Accounts payable reflect the timing of purchases and the wind down of certain extended terms with suppliers. We ended the first quarter with a strong financial position with cash on hand of $614 million and our balance sheet prepared to support changes in demand. And finally, as announced, the Board of Directors yesterday approved a 12.9% increase in the regular quarterly dividend, taking it to $0.35 per share. This marks our 32nd consecutive year of dividend increases. On slide 8, we conclude with some key takeaways as we look forward to Q2. As one would expect, we continue to focus on our three key priorities, protecting our employees, serving our customers, and protecting the business for the future. We expect the business environment to remain fluid in 2021 and the tone of caution to persist given the changing status of the pandemic, new variants, and the vaccine rollout schedules. We continue to proactively monitor developments closely and refine our business practices appropriately. We are well positioned to effectively respond to both customer requirements market opportunities, leveraging our disciplined operating culture, our, our operating model, and strong financial position. That concludes our prepared remarks. At this time, we'll be pleased to take questions. Donna, back to you to set up the first call, please. Donna, over to you, please.
1: Thank you. We'll now take questions from the telephone lines. If you have a question and you're using a speakerphone, please lift your handset before making your selection. If you have a question, please press star one on your telephone's keypad. If at any time you wish to cancel your question, please press star two. Please press star one at this time if you have a question. There'll be a brief pause, participants register. Thank you for your patience. And the first question is from Jacob Bout from CIBC. Please go ahead.
4: Good morning. Morning, Morning, Jacob. A solid uptick in equipment backlog. Uh, Maybe just talk about the uniformity uh, across groups of equipment. You know, um, did did smaller or larger horsepower outperform? And and are you seeing sustained, the sustained level of booking so far in in the second quarter?
3: So what what we saw in the quarter was uh, tremendous activity for Q1. uh, And it was... um, it was in all areas. I mean, we were pleased with construction. Construction bookings, I think, were up over 30%. So it was very fluid. The industry activities in that quarter were very strong. I mean, if you break it down, the the larger iron, we saw much better activity than we did on a comparative on quarter over quarter. That was up almost uh, 60%. And uh, significant... Uh, industry activities in the smaller units, the compact construction products. So, um, very active quarter. We're monitoring buying behaviors because you know it was very strong, um, and that led to some. Uh, you know, we were pleased with the performance relative to the bookings, um, and that was throughout all areas of the business. And and
4: do you see that? Are you seeing that sustainable through uh, the, the well, second quarter?
3: It, what what we're what we're doing, we're monitoring things very closely, obviously, because Jacob, that was a strong like q one you you know it's it's usually you see a build, and that was a very active quarter, um, very strong industry numbers. We were pleased with our performance, and uh, we were able to react. I think it shows some strong disciplines from the team in the second half of last year and how we were working through our our pipeline forecast processes. Um, So, we'll see how things develop, but it was a a very active environment.
4: Because the other thing to layer in here is just, you know, Kat talking about that semiconductor shortage uh, possibly impacting deliveries later this year. You know, do you think there was a kind of a a pull effect into the quarter?
3: No, I I don't. I don't. Like, our customers, like, they, you know, they read into their own situations, I think, a lot, but... uh, there, there was a lot of variables in there, I guess, when, when you look at it, but it was strong. Um, we were pleased that we could react to it. And again, getting back to those uh, the team's disciplines on the ordering processes, like these are outcomes from how you're reading things in the second half of last year, right? So, uh, we're, I think you know we're we're in a uh, we're monitoring things closely, and uh, we'll see how things continue to develop. But that was a very active in, environment in Q1.
4: I'll we'll leave it there. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Jacob. Thanks, you.
1: Thank you. The next question is from Michael Dumais from Scotia Bank. Please go ahead.
3: Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Michael.
5: um in, in typical mining recoveries, you know, we usually see product support recover well in advance of new equipment purchases, but that doesn't appear to be the case this time around. I mean, what dynamic do you think is driving that? Um, and can you comment, maybe, on the strong bookings? Whether they reflect demand for refloating or or mine expansion?
3: Um, so, in terms of the product support side, I think it represents the fluid environment we continue to operate in relative to COVID. Um, it's persisting, right? You, you know, I mean, everybody's aware of what's going on with these variants. It's, uh, so, we're, again, we're, we're operating in a very cautious, complex environment. Um, you know, demand signals are, are fluctuating on the service side, uh, and you got to remember when you're doing the comparisons. Last year, first quarter, January, February, th- those were normal operating environments, right? So, uh, you know, there, there's there's a cautious environment out there. It's it's very complex due to the COVID uh, situation. Um, in terms of the mining orders, we were we were very you know, delighted and honored that we were awarded to some packages. There were some multiple deals in there and, um, some of it was, um, expansion and some of it was, uh, some, some newer projects. So, um, you know, again, it's just, I think we're in, we're monitoring, we're, we're, we were pleased in the team and really delighted with the team's performance. And that was all work that was done last year, right. Mm-hmm. To get some outcomes in the first quarter. So, uh, so we continue to monitor things very closely on the product support side. We're not Certainly. operating in a normal environment. <laughs>
5: That's right. No, no
3: doubt. Uh, neither are we. I guess. Um, uh, I guess, Mike, on, on the
5: costs. Um, you know, last year you talked to us about phasing costs back into the business as the backdrop improved. And to this point, um, have most of the costs, uh, maybe outside of the obvious ones like travel, been added back? I'm just. Just asking to get a better sense if we're at a stage where we can begin to make assumptions about um, permanent cost reductions through the the cycle
2: yeah it's a great question michael i think a couple things to consider Um, first of all when you look back at q1 of last year we started to see the pandemic take hold here call it in march right and so we did see normal run rate of spending I, i suppose you'd say in the first couple of months, and then it started to taper pretty quickly. Um, I wouldn't say that what you're seeing in our financials right now reflects normal activity. We are, you know, we are bringing people in and out of, say, remote mine sites, but it's very controlled and very different. The construction side, the other parts of the business, I mean, travel is is significantly restricted, and so I would not, I would not. Um, model off of what you're seeing in Q1 yet. We're far from seeing normal activity levels and then balancing to what we think that new level of uh, discretionary spend will be. Perfect. Thank you, guys.
5: Thank you.
1: Thank you. The next question is Sabhot Khan from RBC Capital Markets. Please go ahead.
5: All right, great, thanks, and good morning. Um just move on to get a good little morning. bit of color on just want to get a little bit more color on the rental side from you um just the difference between light and equipment uh light and heavy during the quarter, as well as just your thoughts on taking down the inventory a little bit. Is that just a bit of caution if you can just provide some color on what you saw in the quarter and uh your thoughts looking ahead?
3: Well, on the rental side, again, tough comp because January and February last year were were normal um environments, right and we started to feel uh, the COVID the pandemic impact in the latter part of March. Um, we, we've seen progress on the rental demand signals as the quarter progressed. Um, we were down um, on, on the rental. Um, the, the light equipment, the light, light equipment, I'll call it, uh, we saw some slight improvement in utilization. Um, but when we were very pleased with uh, our Quebec uh, rental, um, Business that, that we're starting to see some improvement in there, and some of those operating disciplines are starting to uh, come through. So, that, that was good to see. Um, so, you know what? I think a lot of when you look at the rental revenue down, what was it, 11% part of that is due to the uh, sh- sort of shift in the RPO, the rental purchase option business. That rent to rent business was, was down on rental income and the inventory level i think you know we're we're down over 60 percent there so usually you see a build in the first quarter on the rpo business and we uh, that shifted so there's a lot of different behaviors going on in here in demand signals so thus the uh, monitoring things closely mm-hmm. one other one other part to
2: that too i think saba is when you think of the mix of say the battlefield business you know exterior work and things again continues as we saw through covid to be reasonably strong, um the interior things, especially when you have lockdowns or site restrictions, that does restrict some of that activity. so when you think of the um you know the composition of the rental income it's it is still realizing the effects of covid right and
5: and so that'll persist for a period of time yet and until we clear this right? Yeah, no, that makes sense, and then I guess just on the margin side, you indicated that there was some improvement there. Is that really just associated with the dispositions or is it just that business? Just that it's made some progress, post some of the investment, just some additional color there, please
2: yeah, I think two or three factors there um, one was one was I think um, utilization we touched on, so we're seeing better utilization of the existing fleet and last year we did pull back a bit and optimize that fleet, so it's a you know I would say we're seeing some good dispositions. We're far from seeing the full cycle, if you will, in the Quebec business. we're still a few years away from that. But we are, you know, in the rest of the business, we're seeing some, you know, some benefits of some of the dispositions, better utilization across the base, and um, and and so that sort of gives you a a flavor of where you're starting to see it. And then Quebec, as as Scott mentioned, showing better activity levels, right? There There,
3: there was some strength in the the heavy rental disposition, which uh, Mm
5: -hmm. certainly contributes. Yeah. Okay. Great. And then if I could just squeeze one last one, and just maybe a broader question on that entire rental space. Now you've got a couple of these large global guys operating in Canada that have been laying out some growth strategies recently. Can you maybe talk about, you know, just the competitive intensity in that business and, you know, how you're planning on, you know, is it really just continuing to invest in Battlefield? How you're planning on sort of maintaining your position uh, in the rental space here in Eastern Canada?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the great thing is we we operate um, you know, obviously in the rental services business as you're referencing but also in the heavy rents and the power rentals as well, and now we're in material handling rentals, so there's a lot more components in there. Um, Strategically, we're very focused on that. Uh, We continue to to look at and examine our footprints and things, and, you know, we like the business. We're we're going through uh, continuing our our, uh, integration plans in uh, Quebec Maritimes, Um, so it's competitive, yes, but it's always been competitive. And uh, so we're we're committed to it strategically, and uh, we'll continue to uh, work forward with uh, with our operating disciplines on that front.
5: Great, thanks very much.
3: Thanks, Evan.
1: Thank you. The next question is from Yuri Link from Canaccord Genuity. Please go ahead.
4: Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning morning I think I'm going to ask another question about why this cycle is different than than the others but it it's interesting um what's you know re- rental would normally you would normally see this uh pick up first as i think uh, investors or sorry clients are, are are rather cautious so they'd rather rent than own but but we're seeing the opposite here um just what are your any feedback you can share with us with uh the mood of of your your customers, because you're saying they're cautious, but they're rushing out to buy equipment rather than rather than rent, just based on what the numbers are telling us.
3: Well, I'd say we're cautious. Um, it it is a, a I think there's some uniqueness to this, um, you know, and that's why when we look at those industry numbers, they're, they're just very strong. So you're you're really we're monitoring the buying behaviors and. Uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to start to speculate in this type of an environment. Um, you know, I, I think there's been some. Uh, what we saw in the quarter was some release of some some infrastructure work, with, which is positive, and I'm sure our our customers were were reacting to some of that. So, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, there's 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 some good mix in there in that backlog with construction, mining, and I mean, even in our, our ag and material handling business was, was good, um, and, and the the small contractor business. So, I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but, uh, you know, a very active
4: quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, understood. Um, last one for me, just, just capital allocation, uh, essentially no debt here. You guys are generating lots of cash. Uh, I understand the dividend's a, a priority, but anything beyond that, uh, where would you like to... Run this business long-term in terms of, of uh, leverage levels.
2: Yeah, yeah, good question. Uh, a couple, couple quick things there. We did see, you know, some some decent sales in the quarter, and so we had anticipated. If we started the year about, you know, call it 200 plus million below sort of normalized uh, inventory levels, as an example. We we anticipate a level of investment to support demand changes in the business throughout the course of the year, and so. We're still down a couple hundred million from where we would see last year. I would expect, from a capital perspective, top priority is always supporting the business activity. That's through you know the investment there to support demand, but also um, you know on rental fleet and things like that. As we start to look at it, we you know we will have capital available to support uh, investment in the rental business as demand dictates. Um, you know, and and so as we, I don't think anything's changed too much. There's a bit of a shift. Uh, perhaps with Q1, um, but it's also, I think the pandemic is overriding some of those themes, right? We saw delays, we tapered capital investment. We start to see that come back in this year. We're trying to monitor that, as Scott said, very carefully based on our customer requirements. And so that'll be job one for us. Um, you know, our leverage is uh, is a, at a you know one of our historic low levels. We're happy to be in that position, but we are also planning on this type of investment of a couple hundred million through the course of the year and then we'll see how things transpire going into next year.
4: Okay. I'll turn it over. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. The next question is from Sherilyn Radborn from PD
6: Securities. Please go ahead. Thanks very much, and good morning. Good morning, Um, Cheryl. First, first question, I guess, is is more around expenses. Um, My sense in looking through the numbers last night is that you were probably – managing things pretty tightly in a volatile environment which may have created some unusual operating leverage just given the prime Product deliveries that you saw in the quarter Just curious how you're thinking about you know resources and expenses going forward to make sure you have enough flexibility to capture opportunities But uh, you know don't get too far ahead of yourself based on an unusual Q1 Yeah,
3: so we're, we're, we're certainly in this environment, continuing to be very focused on discretionary. and while, well, also <laughs> being uh, very uh, in tune with uh, long term, right? And I think there's a balance in there, surely that we've been talking about. We'll continue to do that. Uh, certainly, when it comes to our hiring of technicians and things of that nature, we are very, we're trying to be very aggressive in there. I think we, we can do more in there. To prepare for the for the long term so we're we're certainly keeping an eye on long term well you know monitoring that discretionary areas that won't impact our ability to support our customers that's the key right we're, we're thinking through this over the over the long term
6: okay and then in terms of the supply chain you know obviously you're in a constant dialogue with customers trying to get a read on what they may need um, through the balance of the year how do you position yourselves in the context of an environment where, you know, eventually may, we may be looking at extended lead times? There's the potential of a semiconductor issue. How do you make sure that you're positioned to to satisfy customer requirements?
3: Matt, great question. This is where it, this this started last year, and, and again, I, I think, you know, we're very pleased with how the team is sticking to the disciplines of pipeline forecasting and all all the businesses with all our suppliers, not not just Caterpillar. It's up to us to give those, our, uh, our supply partners the, the demand signals. That started last year, and that's why you, you, you know we were very pleased with um, you know, the performance in the first quarter that we were able to react because of those disciplines and those pipeline forecasting that took place last year and will con- and continue to take place. It's a situation that we're monitoring closely, um, and uh, I think that, that's, you take care of the things you can control, and that's what we're doing right now. With uh, some disciplines on our monitoring demand signals into our ordering processes.
6: And then last That's where we're being me.
3: very active, not just on new, we're, we're trying to be very active in, in used areas as well.
6: Which kind of feeds into the last thing that I wanted to ask. You know, your used equipment sales did grow off of a pretty strong prior year comp. So I just wanted to understand if that was primarily disposals from the rental fleet or. Or whether your sourcing team made a contribution in the quarter.
3: Yeah, combination of, and we again, we've been, I'd say last year second half strategically we shifted to be uh, try to be opportunistic and, and early on um, purchases. We'll continue, we're continuing uh, in that space, and um, you know that's part of our strategy. We, we, we like the used equipment business. We're very focused on rebuilds. and and supplying customers with uh, different types of value propositions.
6: Great. That's all for me. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks, you.
1: Thank you. The next question is from Maxim Sichev. Please go ahead.
7: Hi. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Max. Um, I was wondering if, if uh, you don't mind maybe commenting around uh, the interplay around uh, of uh, high steel price and obviously stronger Canadian dollar um, in terms of sort of the, the, this countervailing dynamic impacting you know pricing and um, how you guys positioning vis a vis some of your competitors, if it's possible.
3: You know, we've been through this before, Max. I mean, you know, th- this is not something that. That I'll call. It, that's just the business. I, I, you know, compared to what the other dynamics we're dealing with here, with pandemics and and um, complexities around that and logistics. So we we've worked through the the dynamics of um, shifting dollars and um, you know commodity prices and how it impacts um, um, pricing things of that nature. Um, you just you just make sure we're ahead of it and. Uh, work through it as, as appropriate and it all comes down again to the the value propositions that we're offering customers and so that's how we sort of think through it we we certainly stay close to those dynamics to referencing and uh, try and stay ahead of it
2: and just on that maybe just to add to that too max yeah you know i think there's a couple of dynamics there you know we mentioned the lower inventory levels and things as a result of the pandemic you mentioned the canadian dollar i mean we you know, we hedge. We we like certainty around those variables, and so we actively manage those pieces. I think, you know, as we go forward, it's the operating discipline. I guess I'm emphasizing here is just that, you know, we like Scott says we like to work closely with the customer. We like to take some of those those variables off the table, and um, you know, we do it deal by deal and very actively to lock in uh, rates and make sure that we don't uh, have unforeseen variances. Oh, no, that makes a lot of sense. And just,
7: I, I wanted to circle back to, you know, the chip shortages. Um, so right now, given sort of the demand signals that you're seeing from your customers, uh, you feel that you're going to be able to fulfill sort of the timelines that you're telegraphing in terms of being able to live, to deliver the equipment from CAT. Is, is that what you're seeing on the ground right now?
3: Look, it, it, it's complex, and, and um, I, th- I think, you know, we're – we're working closely with with all our suppliers and on on that front um you know we saw part of the the reason the inventory on a comparative to last year Q1 came down is it was very active like usually we'll see a build in in our inventory in Q1 but the great part is we were able to to meet those those demand signals and uh, be ready uh so i mean we saw some slippage in in the first quarter but uh you know we're working closely with our suppliers and uh, you know we'll try and do our best to give them the proper demand signals and uh, we'll see how things play out
7: okay fair enough and then just um, a couple of other quick ones in terms of mining do might be uh, potentially disclosing was it um, uh, iron ore or gold or a combination of the two that was driving the um, the backlog additions?
3: we had a good mix in there uh- Certainly, both those those areas you spoke of, uh, we were we were very fortunate to secure and uh, some some orders, and uh, so it, it, there's a mix, and uh, there's uh, some there were some large multiple orders in there that were we were delighted with, and delighted that our customers, um, you know, had uh, the confidence in our products and services.
7: Okay, wonderful. And then uh, one last question for for Mike, maybe uh, do. do do you mind perhaps updating us in terms of how we should be thinking about the rental capex uh, this year, if it's possible?
2: Yeah, I think very consistent with what we were talking about last quarter, Max. Um, you know, I think we certainly tapered our capex investment and fine-tuned our fleet uh, as a result of the pandemic last year. And so, you know, although we don't provide guidance, I mean, we, two things I would say. One is, you know, we'll likely be somewhere between 19 and 2020 20 levels. But also, you know, we have the capacity there of demand warrants to invest and respond to that demand. And so we'll be be very conscious of that and trying to manage, you know, manage the right fleet in the right places, right? So, okay.
7: Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's it
3: for me. Thank you, Max.
1: Thank you. Once again, please press star one at this time if you have a question. And the next question is from Brian Fast from Raymond James. Please go ahead.
3: Thanks. Good morning. Brian um, I'm just looking for further color on the material handling
4: segment um, we've seen strength in bookings uh, equipment sales are up year over year how has that vertical been performing I guess relative to your expectations
3: still very much work in progress um, but you know we're last year a lot of work was done on the integration we, we still have some more work to do with our with our system platforms um, So that integration plan is very much alive, as is the entire integration plan. Um, But specific to that area, we worked hard last year on really narrowing in on the the rental fleet and the the product uh, diversity in there. We've narrowed that a bit. And and on the retail side, I think we really worked hard on our, our coverage. There's still more work to do on the coverage, particularly in Ontario. Ontario is a very large market opportunity. And uh, we've got to go prove that out. So I, I would say, Brian, we're making progress, but still a lot of work to do there with um, coverage. Our rental, our rental processes still aren't where we want it to be, and uh, as well as the the retail side on, on on the coverage. And then, you know, we're very uh, actively involved with our operational excellence. I'll call it on the product support side and our processes and. and um, Customer support with consistency across uh, Quebec and Ontario and Manitoba. So we still have a lot of work in there, but we were, you know, we were we were satisfied with the progress uh, that we saw in, in Q1.
5: Okay, thanks. And then um,
4: just switching gears, just wanted to get your thoughts on on telematics and the connectivity of the fleet. Can you just talk yeah. about how that is progressing and the opportunities that you're seeing there?
3: Yeah, so we're we're making good progress in there. Uh, we continue to uh, move forward on connecting the assets, at a pretty good pace. What I'm delighted about is how we're we're now picking up data signals, working closely with with Caterpillar on prioritization and how we we execute on the data signals, being more proactive with customer solutions. And you know, we just had an update in the first quarter on on how our win ratios are, and I think I think we've, we're starting to see. Um, providing um, more proactive solutions to our customers, which, which is good. We have a, a ways to go, and you know, we just have better connectivity now, better data flow. Starting, and uh, we're, we're pleased with uh, how we're progressing there. But uh, still, still, uh, we're on a journey there. And but I think I think some of the fundamentals we're doing, working closely with uh, with Caterpillar are working out, or, you know, fair, fairly well. Okay, that's it for me. Thanks.
2: Thank you.
1: Thanks, there are no further questions at this time, I'd like to turn the meeting back over to Mr. McMillan.
2: Great. <clears throat> Thank you, uh, Donna. Before concluding the call, I'd like to remind listeners that our annual uh, and special meeting of shareholders will be held today at 10 a.m. This is a virtual meeting only. Website. Our website details uh, are available at tormont.com and in our press release as well. Thanks again for joining us this morning. I wish you all a very safe day, and that concludes our call. Take care.
1: Thank you, Mr. McMillan. The conference has now ended. Please disconnect your lines at this time, and
0: thank you for your participation. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.